When might you be buzzed? When you suddenly love everything. You guys, I love this song. I love these nachos. I love our kickball league. Oh, I love this guy. What's your name? You know what I'd love? A ride when it's time to head out. If you see a buzzed warning sign, call for a ride when it's time to go home. Buzz driving is drunk driving. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. I love your car. Is this real leather? A common sense reality check for both the left and the right. This is American Viewpoints with Mike Ferguson. We need to ask ourselves some tough questions. And those tough questions are about how we help those in need because there's a lot of people in need right now and because we may not be doing it right. And that's kind of hard to hear and that's kind of hard to digest. I mean, it is complicated, but finding the right answers could be the difference between bridging a gap in somebody's life and long-term dependency on handouts. Could the latter actually harm those that you're actually trying to help? I'm Mike Ferguson. Thanks for spending part of your weekend with us here on American Viewpoints and sticking with us here on the show. Joined now by James Whitford from the True Charity Initiative. And uh, James, we I mentioned tough questions, tough conversations. This is a really tough time. I think a lot of people are just saying, just tell me what to do, how to help or how to get help. Do we really have time for all these difficult questions on the how right now? And I, I'm, I'm going to guess you're going to tell me, yeah. <laughs> well, we, we, right. Yes, we do uh, need to make that time. So even in times of uh, crisis, uh, you know, where, where there's more relief that's, that's needed, we have to be careful to not just say, gosh, you know, everybody's in need. So let's just uh, park the truck down on the corner block of the community and start handing stuff out to people. Uh, because every single person is different and, and every single need is going to be a little bit different. And if we abandon uh, that kind of intelligent uh, charity work, then, then we're certain to uh, move people toward a dependent pattern of care. Let's talk about kind of how people view aid and help to those in need. Obviously, with the coronavirus uh, pandemic and the government shutting down businesses, I mean, government ordered the unemployment of millions of people. And so people look to government and say, do something. And the CARES Act was passed. And maybe that was necessary because it was government's fault that people were out of work. But when you look at what the effect was, how do you assess what the CARES Act did as far as those truly in need versus maybe some of those unintended consequences that we need to either rethink or we need to fix. Yeah, I think we're going to continue to evaluate that for years to come. I mean, there'll be many projects, I'm sure, research studies that'll be done. Uh, but, but we can we know that the, uh, the CARES Act was, to a great extent, indiscriminate uh, giving, indiscriminate aid. And uh, there are a lot of people who struggle with addiction that we deal with on a daily basis and we're we're uh, serving other nonprofits and and organizations that are dealing with folks that struggle with addiction to have twelve hundred dollars uh you know auto deposited into an account of someone who's trying to break free from some of those things is not helpful in fact uh there's there's one uh, man named Jared, who's um, in our long-term program at our local ministry in, in Southwest Missouri. And he, uh, uh, he, he was very open with me and said, you know, I, I got that money and I spent it on, on alcohol. 
and um, and then of course afterward realized how broken and, and he was and then came into our program after that but he's not the only one and we'll see that across our nation uh, people that slipped back into addiction and then you think about folks that are uh, propagating uh, gangs in their in in their cities or uh, or even sex trafficking I mean to, to just indiscriminately uh, distribute money like that in an attempt to stimulate the economy is not a wise uh, act. I think that brings up another interesting question. I'm listening to you to you know listening to you describe that and describe Jared. How should we see those in need? I mean, how should we view them, and how should we see the help that's given to them? I mean, I know you can't list every single one because you said everybody's different, but but what are the questions and what's the framing we should look at when we think about and and look at those who are in need at any time? Well, I think the, the the first thing to realize is that every person is uh, made in the image of God, and so there is a special, unique. Uh, uh, there are special, unique attributes to each person. Every person has uh, worth that's intrinsic, but uh, they also have ability. And so it's very common, I think, especially in times of crisis, where we tend to focus on the lack and the want and the inability. But we've got to remember that uh, people, uh, even in these times, they, they have something that they can contribute. And so we need to be looking more at people as contributors to their own care, to their own journey out of the crisis, than we should look at them as just uh, the recipients of, of our benevolence. So we're talking about uh, dignity in addition to meeting needs. Oh, ab- absolutely. I mean, people uh, want to feel useful. And I mean, Mike, you've probably heard some of the research, but w- we know, in fact, there was a 2015 study published in the American Journal of Psychology that looked at uh, 6,000 adults who were unemployed for uh, more than a year, but they were subsidized. They, they had everything they needed provided by the state. Uh, and and when they, But when they looked at their personality characteristics, they found that after a year's time, there was a statistical decline in agreeableness, openness, and conscientiousness. So this sounds like people that get grumpy after a while when they're not working. Why? Because we're, we're made to work. We're made to be productive. We're made to be useful in our communities. This is how we've been created. And if we forget that and we don't, uh, uh, you know, help awaken that in people or view people from that perspective, then we're certainly uh, going to see a lot of problems in our in our society. We're visiting with James Whitford from the True Charity Initiative. And James, you've got coming up here in another uh, couple months or so, uh, you've got an event that's uh, called Reclaiming Justice. And I think a lot of people may say, well, listen, justice is a is a political fight. It's a social fight. It's a, it's a cultural fight. What what on earth does the term justice have to do with a charity and helping people who were in financial or other other need? What's the connection there? How does justice play into this? Yeah, well, justice is such a big word, and boy, we have heard a lot of uh, of cries for justice uh, lately for a number of different reasons, um, and and we just thought we need to do a conference on just justice. What what does that word really mean? And uh, you know, in a nutshell, we're talking about uh, a recognition that things in our society are not as they should be. Uh, justice would be things as they ought to be, and so the question then becomes. 
what is that and how do we get there? And so we have some great speakers that'll come uh, to Missouri Southern State University September 22nd and 23rd for this conference, uh, Reclaiming Justice, Taking Back a Stolen Virtue. So we believe that uh, the, the word justice has been misused and, and uh, to a great degree, and we just want to talk about what does this word really mean, and then how can we practically put some things in play in our own communities uh, to uh, see justice in our in our communities. James, give me kind of the elevator pitch as we kind of uh, run out of time here in a moment or so. When it comes to somebody saying, okay, uh, they understand what you're saying, they understand the concepts, we understand the philosophy, but when it comes to what can I do or what should we be doing right now to help people in our local community, wherever it is, what should we do? What can we do that actually makes a long-term difference? You must realize that there are no uh, grand solutions. There are no big programs that are going to work here. It really is being a good neighbor. So look around you. Who is it that you see that you believe may be in need? Be willing to step outside of your comfort zone and get to know that individual, develop a relationship, understand what the real needs are and see what you can do. And uh, it is going to be, as it always has been, face-to-face charity, one-on-one relationship that's really going to bring the solutions that we need. And people want to uh, learn more, keep up with your webinars, your conferences, maybe get tips on on starting something face-to-face in their local community. What's the way to be in touch? Oh, TrueCharity.us. That's easy enough. And you do have those like lunch and learns and webinars. You have those pretty often, right? We do. We have uh, we have lunch and learns uh, for our region once a month. But we have uh, you know all of our conferences. There are archived lectures and things online there at our website and a blog and other things. So uh, truecharity.us is the place to go to find out more about how to uh, be intelligent in our giving. James, appreciate the insight. Thank you, Mike. Well, she worked closer than anybody else with the man who changed the world. Hear what she experienced and learned from Ronald Reagan personally over the course of a decade. This is going to be fun and it's going to be fascinating and it's just ahead right here on American Viewpoints. It may be hard to believe, but people just like you are already saving money. Feedthepig.org makes it easy. Their simple savings plan teaches you how to start saving without going overboard. So you don't need to start foraging wild berries. I was skeptical, but these are actually pretty good. You don't need to sell your soul to the devil. Fifteen bucks is the best I can do. You just need FeedThePig.org. Don't get left behind. Get tips and tools at FeedThePig.org. Brought to you by the American Institute of CPAs and the Ad Council.